people and networking is how you go from where you are today to somewhere that most people wouldn't recognize you. And even when I look back like a year or two ago, even where I was when I first took over the podcast, we wouldn't, my lifestyle is so much different today than it was then in just a couple short years. So they say that you should be embarrassed of who you were a year ago or who you were two years ago. And if you're not, you're not growing fast enough. So the question is this, how do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market, especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. What's up, real estate rock stars? This is Stephanie Heiser, and today I am interviewing a very special guest, the one and only Aaron Amuchastegui. Hey. What's up, Aaron? What's up? I love your intro. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I love being on the other side of the mic today. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, this is going to be, I think, one that all of our listeners will be super, super excited about because. We need to know the man behind the mic. So first of all, I want to know, like, how did you end up with real estate rock stars? How did you end up taking the torch and carrying on this legacy? It's a pretty, that's a, it's probably a long story that I make a little shorter, maybe. So the, I had... So in real estate, I've shared a lot that I was, uh, in 2005, I graduated as a con in construction man and I was a home builder and it was a great time to be in real estate. And then soon after that, the housing market crashed. And then I became a house flipper buying foreclosures on the courthouse steps and fixing them and flipping them and selling them. And I had a great few years, but I didn't save any investments. I made millions of dollars and lost it all. And then somewhere in it, it, now there's part of a little story there. When I went to my first auction. There was three people at the first auction and there was a hundred houses. So we just got to like, we all bought houses. It was crazy. My last auction in California, there was a hundred people there just bidding on three houses. And so that means you're not going to get a, a good deal. That's what everyone has seen right now. If there's 15 offers on a, on a property, you're not getting a good deal. And I was all about getting a good deal. And I remember looking around at that time and thinking the person that owns, that's really winning today is the guy that we're buying the list from. At the time it was a software called Foreclosure Radar. Everybody there had it on their phone, had it on their app. And I said, nobody's getting a good deal today except for the guy that we're all paying a hundred bucks each to. And that was Sean O'Toole's foreclosure radar. Fast forward, I went out to Texas 2015. I started buying properties again in foreclosure and there was a new list company out there. And I, and around 2016, 2017, I said, it's crazy that no one's out here yet, but I'm going to actually try to buy that list company. And it was my first time of trying to buy a company, um, a, a software company instead of like buying deals, buying foreclosure deals, because I wanted to have it as a hedge. Cause I knew at the time I was still able to buy a lot of properties on the courthouse steps uh, in Texas in 2016, 2017, but the ultimate hedge would be, and then I'm going to buy the company that actually provides the data. So someday when there's too many people out here and they're all bidding against me and they put me out of business again, I'll be the one selling them the data. Um, and that got my mindset going into other types of business. So we started building, I had built software to buy foreclosures myself out in California. So my goal was I'm going to buy this company, start selling people my software, let them use my software. I'll teach them. I'll write, I'll write books about how to buy foreclosure. I'll give them all my secrets to try to help people succeed and essentially put that part of my business out of business so I can start building 
you know, kind of these software companies, these recurring revenue companies, they're really exciting to me. Yeah. So Stephanie's holding was it bidding to buy? Bidding to buy, right? So that was that was the book, the one you're holding up there. And all my secrets on how to buy foreclosures are in there. And so getting in that mindset of wanting to actually provide services to people, getting wanting to provide software, wanting to create these recurring revenue businesses to see how many investors I could help. I became really good friends with Pat Hyben and GoBundance. The um, you know, GoBundance as a mastermind totally changed my life. The very first time I had gone to it, I barely qualified to be in the room. And the way that uh, it, it totally changed my life, um, maybe we'll probably get into in a little bit. But I got to start hanging out with Pat a lot. And I traveled with Pat all over the world. And, you know, and a few years ago, he started, well, we were in Africa. He was talking about being kind of a little bit burnt out on the podcast. He had done a thousand episodes, right? He had done like, like a lot. And, and maybe, it would, so we just hit a thousand. So let's say he had done, you know, 600, 700. He had done a ton of podcast episodes. He'd been working on it for a while. And he, when he started it, there weren't very many podcasts out there. It quickly grew to like the biggest real estate podcast out there for agents. And so when he started to say that it wasn't quite lighting him up like it used to, I said, let me take the torch and run with it. I was very excited about Real Estate Rockstars as a podcast. I was very excited about, you know, Rebus University and the other kind of, um, you know, businesses behind it based on trying to help agents. And I thought that would go great in line with the different assets and the different companies I had, you know, teaching people how to buy foreclosures, teaching agents how to succeed as agents, te teaching, and I have a different software about, you know, helping people build websites or helping people become investors. So it was a total natural fit. The, the funniest part though, about how did I get to be the, the host? I wasn't planning to be the host. I was planning to own the Real Estate Rockstars brand and the podcast and the businesses, and I wanted someone else to be the host. And I didn't know who. So, so very early on, when Pat got phased out, if you guys go listen to those episodes, there's a lot of different people that are kind of interviewing for the job, people that were going on and hosting the podcast, and we were trying to find the person that could really fill in for Pat and take the torch and run with it. And every once in a while, the, one of them would say, hey, I can't do the podcast today. And I had a guest coming on. And so I said, oh, man. So then I turned on the mic and I would go do the interview instead. And it was totally accidental. And what, and what we ended up seeing was when I would do the interview, we had a lot more downloads. We had a lot more interaction and a lot more positive feedback. So the, I stumbled in to being the podcast host. The, yeah, the plan was never for me to be the host. Now I've had a blast getting to interview everybody. It's been, you know, there's so many listeners that reach out about how life-changing it is. And, and for me, it's been life-changing getting to meet so many people. So it's, it is pretty funny that, you know, I was starting as one thing and then turned out to, you know, then turned out to be something else. Yeah. It's crazy how life just sort of happens sometimes in the most beautiful and amazing ways. And I remember listening. I was an avid listener with Pat. And then I remember when there was a bunch of different people doing the interviews and you stood out. Like I loved the episodes with you. So then when it ended up being you full time, I was super excited. And I feel like it just has been the perfect way for real estate rock stars to continue to develop into like the community that it is. And like you said, it's a bunch of companies, not just the podcast. You guys have Hyben Digital and Rebus University. And you also own a bunch of companies and have written different books in different kind of realms, right? So I have the five-hour school week yep. book 
which I love because of my history being a teacher and how that didn't really resonate with me. And once I discovered the five-hour school week, um, I've given that book to all my homeschool families, all my friends that homeschool. And um, I feel like just everything you contribute kind of all ties into real estate, into the rock stars community. So what um, you mentioned that you own the foreclosure listing, you also have lead propeller. We always hear you advertising the hybrid agent investor lead propeller website. So how's all of that? Um, how did those things happen and come about? Did you like have a plan or you were just talking to someone in a room? Yeah, the world kind of puts the plan together. It's uh, I love entrepreneurs. I love the entrepreneurship journey. I love people like deciding to be in control of their own destiny, right? And but part of the entrepreneur journey is a lot of kind of ups and downs. So my very so to, uh, up until two thousand nine, I went to college. You know, I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I worked for this home builder. And I was, you know, I, I was a, an operations manager. I, and, and for me, fresh out of college, it was such a, a cool gig. But I, I wanted to do more. I could, every time I went into anything, I'd go into a restaurant and I'd look around and I'd be wondering, like, how much money is this restaurant owner making? Like, if I go to the zoo, I'm everywhere I go when I'm, when I'm out, like, doing, like, dolphin discoveries in Hawaii, everywhere <laughs> I'm at, I'm doing the math and trying to figure out, is this a profitable business? And I'm thinking about overhead. So I love that sort of entrepreneurship journey. But my very first business was that foreclosure business. And um, so 2009, we're just trying to figure out, I, I guess I had tried like six or seven businesses that year. I tried like a drafting company. I tried like website development company. I was trying a lot of different things. And then the foreclosure one was the one that I felt like I was in the right place at the right time. Like the universe gave me this opportunity. We get, we get three or four opportunities in our lifetime to really go big. And I went really big, 2009 to 2012. I was the first person at the foreclosure auction that was able to take the built the mindset of being a home builder and apply it there. That brought me very quick success. The the unfortunate part about that, and everyone's like, we're not going to feel sorry for you if you had like huge success at the beginning. I didn't have any mentors. <laughs> I didn't have a plan. It grew much faster and much more profitable than I originally planned for it to be. And um, and I, and I was like too immature to really know what could happen. There's a lot of bad things that can also happen when all of a sudden you're, uh, you're making money too fast. You're going to make bad hires. You're going to make money. You're going to spend money on bad things. Like I didn't ever invest in anything because I felt like nothing was going to put me out of business. The next month I was going to be just fine. And then things like ego come in. Like when I was first, like when the housing market was crashing and we went from like golf, when I was still an employee at the time, went from like golfing to like cleaning up the houses ourselves and like doing the detailing and like just trying to get these things out the door. I remember just praying for a different opportunity, right? Being in the foxhole, like, man, if, the, if I could have something else work and then getting so successful. And instead of like praying and staying grateful and staying humble, it was like, wow, how cool am I? And our long story short, like in, two, I think it was like 2012, you know, uh, some guys from Blackstone came out and talked to me and said, Hey, we want to, you know, this is this thing that we're doing. Would you be interested in coming to work for us? You know, they're interviewing a lot of people and I don't know if I'd be interested in that part. And, and I remember saying like, and they said, and if you don't, we're going to put you out of business. And I was too young to really realize. And I remember saying, there's no way you're going to put me out of business. 
even our brokerage alone made $100,000 last month. Like I only need $10,000 a month to survive. Like you're not, you're not going to crush me on this. I should have done an ease, a quick little Google of like, what is Blackstone? Who is Blackstone? Then <laughs> yeah. I, would, I would have made very different decisions, but I was too young, too <laughs> cocky. So I do really well. All of a sudden I make millions. I lose all of my money. End of 2013. The, uh, I'm telling my wife, Hey, can you transfer some money out of the brokerage account? Uh, so I can run payroll. And she says, there's no more money in the brokerage account. And I thought, oh my gosh, at the beginning of that year, we had over a million dollars in cash, like a, a company that was just crushing it to then nothing. And that was a pretty devastating time. So like tw during 2014, 2015, we were like definitely like rebuilding, like families in shambles, life's in shambles. We're questioning a lot of if life would have been different. You know, if we had another chance, we would do this different. Oh man, we should have done more experience with our kids and we should have bought less of the expensive glasses or the expensive cars or the expensive parties. We should have done this, this, and this different if we would ever get another chance. And then that was part of like spending more time with our kids. Instead of having nannies raise our kids, we wanted to be involved in that. So that's what sprung the five hour school week. So the five hour school week came out of in 2015 and 2016, I started to, I found the foreclosure auctions in Texas. I got this second chance. I felt like as soon as I had learned my lesson of like, God, if, if I get another chance, I'm going to give more money to, to charity. I'm going to be way more generous with stuff. I'm not going to be wasteful. I'm going to make good decisions. I'm going to put you first. I'm going to put family first. As soon as I learned the lesson, it was like the floodgates open and I had that opportunity. So as soon as we started being financially successful again, and it wasn't like it was the first year out there was still me flying to Texas, you know, long days, long weeks, flying back, trying to get this new opportunity. Um, then we started kind of the five hour school week, which was at that time, started traveling around the world with our kids saying, hey, we're doing good again. We might go broke again next year. So let's, uh, let's just hang out with our kids. Let's go, let's travel around the world. Let's pull them out of school. Let's try to create these epic experiences. So if we lose it all again, we'll at least say like, Hey, at least we at least we like created all these awesome memories together. Real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Amuchastegui for a quick commercial break. So it, during 2020 and 2021, the real estate market completely changed. There's so much competition in the market, so many people trying to buy and sell houses, but there's hardly any supply, hardly any product, hardly anyone willing to list their homes. It's time for every agent out there to become a hybrid agent investor to be able to reach out directly to homeowners to try to get them to sell or list their house. We've got a new website. Go to leadpropeller.com and you can set up your own investor buyer website in just minutes. You'll set up your own URL, set up phone numbers, help go through the leads, help reach out to people that aren't listing their, pro their property currently and have them fill out a form that says, hey, I want to sell my house. And then as an agent, you can go through and make them a hybrid offer. You can tell them, hey, I think your house would sell for $220,000 on MLS, but I can either write you a $180,000 cash offer right now, or I can help you fix it up and you'll list it for $220,000 on MLS. These are buyers that are looking for quick cash offers. Tens of thousands are submitting these forms every single day and they're skipping the listing process. But so many of you guys out there are such good agents, it's a great opportunity to get that lead and help them maximize sales price for their home. So again, go to leadpropeller.com and think about signing up for your own investor site so buyers will start reaching out to you, asking you to make an offer on their home. Part of that mindset though, as it came back, was also the hedge of it's great to diversify. It's great to have other, other options because it's crazy how much money and how many houses we bought and sold that within just a few, that within one year, it went from so good to zero and realizing, man, it would have been so simple to have a backup plan. That's why I preached that. So, you know, when I ended up buying the first foreclosure business, it was similar. 
I mean, I had, I had reached out to them and said, Hey, I have this software. Uh, will you, you know, can I do something for you? I, I built a white label. I wanted to sell it to their customers and it ended up not working out. And I was like, and I remember thinking like, why did I go down that route? I didn't even have the money to build them the software. And then a couple years later, when the owner passed away, uh, his wife reached out to me and said, Hey, he, um, would you be interested in buying the company? He really wanted you to have it. And I remember thinking, wow, like, oh, that's why we do something. So it's part of the world and life's journey. Like I didn't, there was a time I wanted to have that. And then all, and then it kind of, um, you know, fell into my lap. The, and then as other things started processing, Rebus University was similar. It was right place at the right time. You know, getting to say, yes, I would love to be a part of the podcast. Lead Propeller was, was similar. So Danny Johnson, the founder of that, we'd started, you know, talking about different things and hanging out at, at different times. And he was ready to really focus on building out this other CRM that he was the most excited about. And, and he had gone back and forth because he wanted to sell it. It was also his baby and he didn't want to sell it. And then some of the universe, I remember the last call he gave me, he said, hey, I just picked up this book, Tribe of Millionaires. I saw there was a picture of you in the back of it. Um, and that was telling me that we needed to reopen these conversations. And, um, and I love Danny and what he's doing with, with uh, what he did with Lead Propeller before and what he's doing with his new Forefront uh, CRM. And so those are examples of it wasn't really by by plan. It was by osmosis, but it's also by like creating big dreams, writing them on the board. There are certain places I want to get to in my life, certain things I want to be able to to do. And, you know, there's a lot of goals I had last year that came true that I felt like I didn't work toward them at all. And so I think just by, you know, having the mindset of what you want and sharing it with people and telling people about it, like getting to uh, getting to buy a title company. Part of that was I kept telling people I want to own a title company. I want to own a title company. I was just that was one of my goals. Then I, and I had a chance. Somebody reached out to me and said, hey, did you want a title company? I heard you want to buy a title company. Here's one. So a lot of the different things is about sharing goals with people. Oh, I want to do more software. I want to do more recurring revenue businesses. And um, if you tell people and you write down your goals, the opportunities will come about. Yeah, for sure. I think you're such a great example of how if you just put these things into the universe and just believe in yourself and trust the process, but also put the effort into putting yourself in positions where you can network and leverage other people's experiences as well, it can just propel you in ways you haven't ever even dreamed of. Like, I never had the goal of interviewing Aaron Amuchastegui, but here I am. And um, I never even had the goal of being on the podcast. I just never thought it was attainable for me. Even though I listened to the podcast every day, I thought, oh my gosh, these ideas are so fun. I can totally do this. And I implemented those ideas and I sold like over 50 houses my first um, year in real estate got interviewed on real estate rock stars and now you know we're planning our mastermind and I was just reflecting a few days ago about you know the goals I had and how like my goal was to sell 10 houses a year someday <laughs> and that was I just never even dreamed that real estate would be my whole world and then through real estate rock stars especially and all the people that you've interviewed and that I've networked with and then you know just following you on social media I see there's so many avenues in real estate so you're different than most of the guests that you interview and in that you're not 
a team lead or you're not a broker, you don't sell real estate in the traditional sense like a lot of your listeners, but you have completely diversified. And I think 2020 has taught us all a big, huge lesson about the importance of diversifying. So what advice do you have for agents who are getting successful? They're like peak level. They've paid off lots of debt. They're ready to take everything to the next level. What could we do to just level up fast? (laughs) Level up fast. I remember, yeah, the quick and easy way that doesn't exist. I tell, I remember the first, like, you send me a message on Instagram. And and for all of you listeners out there, that you, like, anyone that's messaged me knows I message you back. I talk to you. Like, there's people that are reaching out saying, how do I get another listing? People are sending me listing examples. They're asking me, you know, why won't this listing sell? I have conversations with all of you guys out there. And I remember uh, you, when your first message out was something like, hey, thanks for what you do. What you do is great. Like the, I'm such a fan of the podcast. And, and it was like a thank you. And I said, that's awesome. I can't wait to get you on there. And you were like, yeah, not, <laughs> not me. And then one day I actually sent a message out and I said, who wants to record with me right now? And you first message and then you said, never mind, I don't want to. Like I'm not going <laughs> to actually do it. You said, just kidding. And then later you actually signed up to come on and then you got the most downloads last year. So it is funny to see like sometimes, you know, what happens when it comes to, to growth, right? Like we're, we're planning to have everybody come out to Austin in May for that mastermind. I talked about, you know, when I first got into GoBundance. So entrepreneurship, anybody that is in real estate, you are an entrepreneur. You aren't showing up working for 40 hours, getting paid a certain amount of, uh, of money. You are sometimes you're working 80 hours and making zero. And sometimes you're working four hours and making $30,000, right? There's like this, this crazy swing in real estate and you never know. And you get all these crappy phone calls that you're like, I can't believe I just interrupted dinner for that. And then you get the one that's the giant client that says, I'm glad you answered. I'm going to write a million dollar offer on this house today. And, and you're the only one that answered today. So you're my new agent. I called three agents in Wichita Falls yesterday and said, I just need you to list my property. I just need someone in Wichita Falls to list my property. And it's so hard to go like put a, like getting someone to put a sign out. And I'm thinking the first agent that actually picks up their phone on time is going to make eight grand, right? Like the, and most of them aren't answering their phone. And so you get this confusing thing. So the entrepreneurship journey is fun. It's exciting. It's, it's crazy. And it also sucks. We have these wild experiences. And I remember in 2013 feeling so alone in my entrepreneurship journey. I had just lost a million dollars, right? And I had some success with some other deals and I had nobody, nobody that I could say, I'm going through something really tough because I lost a million dollars this year because I had a big company and I screwed it all off. The only people I knew were other parents in line at my kid's school. Right. And that's not like conversation for like, hey, what's new with you guys? What are you doing? Oh, hey, I just went broke, but I'm going to try something different (laughs) or to celebrate the wins. Right. To be like, oh, but I also like bought this apartment complex and I was able to fix it and sell. And I made three hundred thousand dollars on this one deal that I didn't spend that much time on. And so every conversation I was having before I joined a mastermind, I felt like I was alone. I felt like nobody understood what I was saying and that I had to turn the volume down. I could say like, 
ah, it's been kind of a rough year in business. Or I could say, oh, I had a good deal in business go. That's what I could say to the other parents lined up at kids' school. But when I got to go to my first Go Abundance event, that was when I got to sit down and I could say, hey, this is in my life where I'm really crushing it. I've got this business that's making a lot of money and it's about to take off. But I also like learned this stuff in the past and I just lost a, a millions of dollars. And then I also like had this apartment deal go good. And then I had somebody else go, oh, I've had that same experience, but I'd love to hear what you did on the apartment deal because I'm trying to buy an apartment right now and I want to hear your advice with that. And then somebody else goes, oh, wow, you do foreclosures in Texas. I live out in Baltimore. I've been trying to do foreclosures for the longest time and I don't understand how it works. Like the houses on my list never go to sale. How can I figure that out? So we're sitting around this table and I'm getting to now speak honestly for the first time. These are things I'm really, really good at. These are things I'm really, really bad at. And someday I want to do this. And you know, if the, there are some goals, somebody out there that's making a hundred thousand dollars a year wants to make a million dollars next year, or somebody out there making a million dollars this year wants to make $10 million next year. And there's probably very few people in your world or somebody is, has done like three listings last year they did three deals. And they're like, I just want to be a successful agent, right? Like I just want to do 10 a year or 20 a year or 30 a year. And there aren't a lot of people that we can tell that goal to, but goals are so important. So the cool thing about a mastermind and the cool thing about goals and like-minded individuals is getting to mix people together that this person sold five houses, this person sold 30 houses, this person has a team that sold 300 houses and everybody getting to go share what works what doesn't, you know, the new people teaching the old people, you know, all the way through. And just by being able to go shoulder to shoulder with other people that were successful in business and be able to honestly say who I was, like not feeling alone anymore, really changed my business. And then hearing, I remember the very first time at, at that first event, they said, who here is a hundred percenter? And that time the hundred percenter said, who makes more money in their horizontal income than they spend every month? And we were doing a lot of, we were doing a lot of analysis. Like what's your, how much money do you make? How much money did you make last year? What's your net worth? How much money do you make from going to a job? Like actively going out, showing houses and, and selling houses, or how much money do you make when you're asleep? I'm like owning a rental and getting paid or owning a business that you get paid from. And so the hundred percent are meant if you make enough money when you sleep to pay for all your expenses, you're a hundred percenter because it's essentially like you could retire at this moment. And there was like 17 people that stood up in that room. And I remember going like, wow, there's 17 people in here that are, you know, my age, you know, I was pretty you know, young. They're between 25 and 40, right? That are like, yeah, I, they're hundred percenters. They could retire today and, um, and they'd make enough money on their investments that they would never have to work again. And they could still live the same lifestyle they live today. And I remember going, wow, I had never challenged myself for that. And then it was thinking a cool thing is I got to see, there was some stuff that I thought, well, I flipped a thousand houses, but I lost it. But maybe that's not, but maybe that's not big of a, that big of a deal. Maybe that's fairly common. Right. And as I got to talk to other guys, they were able to say like, no, that's a big deal. That's not common. You should be very proud of that. And then there were other things too, that likewise I was seeing them doing going, wow, you have a hundred rentals, you have 200 rentals. And I remember leaving that first, and at that time I, I owned an apartment, so I had very little horizontal income, but I was getting ready to start the software company and thinking, I'm going to have some horizontal income from that. And was thinking, I need to really, really level up. I need to be more like these guys. So I asked them how they did it, what were their strategies, how they financed stuff. And people would talk about how they got from one step to the next step. And with the, in that first year, I was able to you know double my net worth and I added probably 15 or 20 
you know, investment rentals. I went and bought a, a property that had 17, you know, beat up houses all on the same lot. And I started getting really aggressive with the idea that this is going to be a long-term uh, rental for me. And then the next year leveled up again and doubled my net worth again, doubled my income again. And then, but when you do that four times in a row, that really starts to exceed. And so now it's been, I don't know, maybe it's been five or six years uh, since I've been doing that. So what can everybody do to level up right now? right? Your question, my long, super long answer to that <laughs> is to go find people that you don't talk to every day that are doing stuff that you want to do and maybe other people that are in a place that you used to be. So by getting to help somebody that does less deals than you, you get to remember where you came from. You get to stay humble. And sometimes you get to remember the simple strategies that we forget when we get super successful. And Sometimes when we're like, wait, it's not working quite like it was before, but somebody's new and you're restyling them like, here's a strategy to use. You're like, oh my gosh, that's actually the strategy I should be using with this multi-million dollar listing that I've forgotten. Um, and then when you get to hang out with people that are doing more than you, you get to start to level it up and start to get an understanding of, whoa, there's so many people that have been messaging me lately. Like, I want to buy my first investment property. I don't know how to get started. Right. I want to buy my first thing. How do I get started? So by getting together in a mastermind, we get to speak openly for the first time. For the first time ever, you don't have to pull punches. You can say, I'm a nobody or I'm a somebody. You can say, this is what I do great and this is what I suck at and this is where I want to be in my life. And if your goal is I want to be president of the U.S., nobody laughs. Everybody goes, all right, here's the plan on how to get there. Right? Like here's, here's what you would look like if I was going to give you advice. And just from that, what we saw afterward too, I remember going to the first event thinking, um, that's really great, but I don't need to join the long-term membership, right? But it changed my mindset. And then two or three weeks later, sitting at home and going like, wow, I've implemented this, 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 and this, but I want more. I want more and I want to, and the extra bonus with all that stuff is the relationships that you start to make, where you start to have these important people in your life where you help. So the, what I, th I mean, I would love to see all of our listeners come out to Austin, Texas in May uh, for our mastermind. That's obviously um, we wouldn't be able to fit you all in a room out there, but the, but we do have room for, for a lot of you guys uh, to come join us. But the, if you want to level up, you got to write down your goals on the board. This is where I want to be over the next year. You got to write down, this is what I'm good at. And this is what I'm not so good at. Write down what was your biggest success last year? And what was your biggest failure last year? And then what is the thing that you want to work on the most? And when you get to start to have those conversations with other people, you're going to start to see like, oh, um, you don't feel as bad about your biggest failures because you get to meet a whole lot of other people that are doing the same thing, right? And whether you do it in a mastermind setting or with two or three people where, where you are, you know, there's so many ways to do that. But just by sharing your goals and analyzing and starting to meet people you don't talk to right now, the people that you're hanging out with today will help you get to a certain level and the people that will help you get to the next level you haven't met yet. Because if you had met them, you'd already be at the next level. And people and networking is how you go from where you are today to somewhere that most people wouldn't recognize you. And even when I look back like a year or two ago, even where I was when I first took over the podcast, we wouldn't, my lifestyle is so much different today than it was then in just a couple short years. So they say that you should be embarrassed of who you were a year ago or of who you were two years ago. And if you're not, you're not growing fast enough. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm really looking forward to um, being in the room with people that have sold a whole lot more houses than I have. And we have such a diverse group of people there. So I personally am looking forward to learning about how to flip houses on a larger scale. I have done it with my husband, just with 
our own money and learning the super hard way how insanely stressful it is to renovate a house, but then you sell it and get a big check. Like my first house that we flipped, I made more than I made a whole year of teaching. And that was like a very stressful, time-consuming job. And then here in this kind of stressful, time-consuming flip, I made my salary for a whole year. And on top of all the houses I was selling uh, for other people. So I can't wait to talk to like Shelby Osborne, who is like the 100 percenter that you're talking about. And she's so young. Like, I think she's probably 10 years younger than me. And she is an investor, a team leader, an agent, just an all around badass. And then Matt Chick and Jeremy in um, Phoenix will be there. And I can't wait to learn more from them about how to just use other people's money and flip and keep scaling and just kind of diversify my real estate because I can't sell 50 houses a year forever, man. It's kicking my butt. And I crashed and burned like real hard very soon after I interviewed with you last year. And so now like my whole thing is how to stay sane in real estate and in kind of the mental health and hippie touchy feely realm of real estate. So when you have the mastermind idea for real estate rock stars and you know you go back to saying how a mastermind changed your life um i heard that you met hal elrod at a mastermind is that you went to a mastermind after you read his book or what happened with your adventure with hal yeah the adventure with hal god i we, me and hal should do a book called the adventure with hal the <laughs> you uh, really should the so in 2013 right i just i'm on the verge of divorce with my wife we're realizing like whoa we weren't parenting our kids very well we weren't taking care of ourselves i'd lost all my money i'm trying to figure out like how am i going to not get foreclosed on myself now how ironic right making my fortune and then being like how am i going to keep my paying my mortgage right when that was happening that was a very low spot in my life Right. As I'm going through and becoming more humble and trying to learn from the lessons, it was also just hard. It was hard. And I can like, I can feel the pain right now as I go through that. And somebody had posted a book called uh, The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod on like a Facebook social media stream. And he was, he was speaking at a One Life event uh, at the time. That's Tim Rhodes, like, uh, nonprofit that it was kind of some of the Go Abundance. I found out later some of the Go Abundance members kind of would go speak at that. So I read that book and it was the miracle morning. There was a lot of stuff that came into that, but in a nutshell, Hal said he had, you know, gotten in a, a car wreck for with a drunk driver. He was very young. I think he was 21. I mean, he's young. They told him like, you'll never walk again, right? You will never walk again. And you're not going to be able to get through this. And he wanted to have the mindset that he was going to be able to walk again, that he was going to be able to recover. And he wanted to figure out what to do. And he was like, you know, what do I do to better my life? And some people are like, oh, you need a journal. And some people are like, oh, if you're depressed, you need to exercise. And some people would say, you need to meditate. You need to do daily affirmations. You need to look in the mirror and say, I'm good enough. I'm strong enough. And people like me, the old, you know, Saturday Night Live skit. They would say, you know, so all these different things. And he said, 
well, how am I going to do all that? So what if I just do them all? So rather than decide to become a journaler or just, and some people say, oh, you need to read every morning. So all these different parts of what the miracle morning is, he said, I'm going to do it all. And then he said, when am I going to have time to do it? I'm not going to be able to do all that stuff. He's like, I, he wanted to change his life. He wanted to change his life and go to the next level at a time when it was going to be easy to be depressed. And, and how was he going to do it? He said, you know what? I'm going to wake up early and I'm going to do these six or seven things every morning. And I remember reading the book and being very inspired. And the, and then at the same time, I also read the, the four hour work week. The way that I built my business back was I used the miracle morning. I started getting up early. I remember the very first one of like, okay, I'm gonna do 15 minutes of reading. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do meditation. I'm gonna do exercise. I'm gonna do all the things. And I got up an hour early and I did it. And the next day I was like, man, I need to get up even earlier. Cause I actually really enjoyed that. That really helped me during my day. Like the quiet time. I was just having lunch with the guy today and he said his best ideas come to him like during the quiet time, you know, when we're like up and the world's up. And so I started getting up earlier and earlier to do that part of it. And then at the same time, like my companies was still, it was still like, it was broke. I didn't have any employees anymore, but I had some obligations still. So I started waking up at three or four in the morning using the four hour work week mentality to run a business from like six to eight at eight o'clock. I would take my kids to school and then I would go and, and during six to eight, I would run the office part, like the emails, the spreadsheets, the, like the billing. And then at eight o'clock after I dropped my kids off, I would take my hammer and my tools and I would go finish up these projects that I would have had employees doing because I couldn't pay them anymore. Right. And so as I'm finishing that stuff out, so to say that like Hal's book, you know, changed my life, the is, is like an understatement. Right. So it's like, wow, um, I feel like I never would have gotten back what I got back without this very simple process. Hal's a very special individual, wants to change millions and millions of lives. So when I got to my first, when I was getting ready to go to my first mastermind, this is like 2015. So this was GoBundance. And I saw an, I saw an advertisement for it and, and I also saw, and so I started like kind of researching it and Robert Kiyosaki spoke there the year before. And then uh, Robert Hershebeck from Shark Tank was speaking this year. And there was uh, a guy, uh, Matt Aitchison. He was a member at the time. He was one sharing. I was friends with Matt because I, I, I feel like I bought, I bought his first wholesale when he was starting his wholesaling business. Now he's, he's taking, he has now taken off and he's done all sorts of different things. So I remember thinking, wow, he has sure grown a lot in this last year. And so as I'm following along, I see Hal Elrod's also a member of this thing. And I was like, whoa, how's a, how's a member of GoBundance and Robert Kiyosaki. And I remember telling my wife, like, I need to pay to go to this mastermind. Like I need something different. And it was expensive. I think it was $4,000 to go to this event. And I remember like signing up to pay for it. And I was like, whoa, I can't believe I just did that. And then I like called a book, the hotel. And I was like, what? I have to pay for the hotel too. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I'm like, that doesn't come with the 4,000. Then I did that. And then it was like, when we got there, like, who wants to go ski and you go buy your lift tickets over there? And I was like, what? I have to pay for my lift tickets. Like, I don't have any money yet. Like, the, I, this is really expensive for a thing. And I was, I don't know what I was expecting, right? But I, was, I think I was expecting like the Tony Robbins, like jumping up and down, screaming type stuff And when I got there. And I remember, and I got to meet Hal. I was in the elevator with Hal. And I was like, Hal, the, uh, I'm Aaron. I'd love to meet you. Like, and I give your book away all the time to people. And he's just very grateful. He goes, oh, it's really great. It's really grateful. Next day, he like teaches us in a, a miracle morning thing. Hey, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Bucistegui, and I'm interrupting myself to bring you this commercial break from one of our sponsors. And I know, I know you guys would much rather listen to the content and not the ads and not the sponsors. 
But this is one that I'm actually super, super excited with. You know, so many of the realtors that we interview on the show, they talk about how much systems are important and how much follow-up is important. And I'm really, really excited about our new sponsor. There's somebody I've been looking at for a long time. And when they reached out to me, I said, yes, we have to be able to do this deal. So that sponsor is Follow-Up Boss. You know, on an interview last week with agent Mark McGuire, I asked him what his favorite software and what his favorite system was. And he said it was Follow-Up Boss. And then he went on for another three or four minutes to talk about why Follow-Up Boss was the best CRM he uses. So there's a lot of superstars out, out there that use Follow-Up Boss. Some of the stats they gave me, Robert Slack, 1.5 billion team in Florida, number one in the US. He uses Follow-Up Boss to get a 400% ROI on its massive paid lead spend. Deborah Beagle, co-owner of the Ashton Group in Nashville, uses Follow-Up Boss to guarantee the agents who join her team get two homes under contract in the first 90 days. That's a big guarantee for new agents. Barry Jenkins of the, your friends in real estate uses Follow-Up Boss to automate everything so his team can produce 200 million on 25 hour work weeks. All right, so here's an offer. You guys are gonna get this special for being Real Estate Rockstars listeners. Now I've, I've used Follow-Up Boss. We've actually used it in our non-real estate businesses as well because it's so good at being able to set timers, set automatic texting and emailing, and what do, what do you know, best name ever, Follow-Up. So here's what we got. For Real Estate Rockstars listeners, you get a 30-day free trial. That's normally 14 days. So in order to get this, you go followupboss.com forward slash rockstars. So again, followupboss.com, just like it sounds, forward slash rockstars. Go there, get your 30-day free trial, and check it out, especially if you aren't using any systems or any CRMs yet. This will be a great one for you to start with. All right, everybody, thanks again. Now back to our show. Fast forward many years later, right? So the um, Hal and I both, we both live in Austin together. The We've spent our last several like Easter's together, you know, as, as families. He's become one of my closest friends. I talk to him every week, right? And it's funny in the sense that like he was a big part. The journey with Hal is part of why I went there. Uh, now he's one of my closest friends and he is still changing the world. Like as far as an individual, like what is his mission? His mission is to not, like when you think of like, Hey, if your goals are like be the president of the United States, put it out there. You know, it's it's he wants to change more than a million lives this year, right? And the and he when he talks about over his lifetime, whether it's ten or twenty or thirty million people that he wants to expose to the Miracle Morning, like he'll he'll say like, well, this is how many I got, so I got this many more people I still got to hit. So um, so yeah, it was his book was very inspiring. His personality is very inspiring. Uh, a couple years ago, um, I was at I got to go speak at a One Life event, and I got to talk about how the miracle morning changed my life and the five hour school and the four hour work week changed my life. And a, and a lady came up at the back Brianna and said, Oh my gosh, I'm really good friends with Hal. the, uh, I'll have to introduce you to him. The, uh, he would love hearing this. He would love seeing this. And at that time, Hal had just also been diagnosed with this crazy cancer and this crazy cancer that kills 99.9% of humans. And he used that same mindset and he said, no, this isn't going to stop me. This is not going to stop me. And he create and through that he had what he called the miracle equation. And it was having, you know, unbreakable belief in the solution, but also putting through all of the effort and a miracle, right? A miracle that we, that we expected right now that we know about who Hal is, but he was the half of a half of a percent that beat this rare leukemia that nobody beats. Like it's a child leukemia that was given to a grown man. Like it, um, it's a, it's a crazy thing. 
and so it just keeps getting you know better and better. And so when I told them what we were doing, right? So this is essentially, so I've been to a lot of masterminds. Now. I've been to a lot of events. This is the first one that I get to host. And so it was fitting that we got to ask Hal uh, to come out and speak. And so Hal is, is, he's so excited to get to come speak, right? He was the keynote at the Bigger Pockets uh, convention this year where there was like, I don't know, there's like 15,000 people in the room and Hal was the keynote. But, the, but ours is going to be a much different setting, right? So the, anybody that comes, like Hal's going to speak and he's going to give his keynote, but he's going to hang out and get to meet everybody. He's going to get to do meet and greets and, and book signings. And, uh, and really, he wants to help change your guys' lives with mindset. When you're talking about all the different speakers, right, you got Hal's going to be there. He is, he will change your life if you haven't heard from him before. Like, and if you've heard from him before, the, the new steps of some of the things he's talking about with Miracle Equation, he will change your life and your mindset to help encourage you to know that anything is possible, that no matter where you are at the bottom, this is where you can get to. And he's got a formula that just plain works. And then we've got, uh, you know, David Osborne. Uh, David Osborne is, uh, I wrote the book, I wrote the, uh, the foreclosure book with him. He owns several Keller Williams regions throughout Texas and Oklahoma and some other places. You know, he's got a lot of agents in his realm and, and he's going to come talk about how anybody with, you know, with a low level education, you know, that's just kind of scrappy can create this, these huge empires through real estate. And it really just started as him being a real estate agent and him opening a real estate office and what he's been able to to bring that into, but we've got other people who'll be talking about marketing. Uh, we'll be talking about um, how to get deals. You know, people will be talking about investments. So it'll be a lot of. Some people are hoping to, like, like I said, become a team leader. You know, grow people in their brokerage, build a brokerage for the first time. We're gonna have speakers about all of that, and then the bigger part will be that interaction. Yeah, that's what I'm so excited for is the completely like well-rounded group of people we have that are going to be there just solely to like pour into everybody. So all the people that register have something to give too. And that's the beauty of the mastermind is that we can all come together and elevate each other. Nobody's like better or different than anyone as a human, but as an entrepreneur, like you said, this will be a space where you can say, you know, like I made, $500,000 last year, or I made $5,000 last year, or I made a lot of money and blew it all in marketing. How can I change that? And um, another thing I really love about everything I uh, listen to and read with David Osborne is how he just talks so much about being transparent and being yourself and how just, you know, doing what is best for you and what I don't know, just how things fall together so well, how they did for you, how they are for me. Um, not that there's not a whole bunch of bad stuff that happens in all of our lives too, because that's definitely, I mean, it's real life, but I just love that we can all be open and transparent in this space. And uh, like you said, you felt alone in your journey sometimes because you have to shrink to fit into the room around you sometimes. And no one's going to feel bad for you that you lost a million dollars. Like big deal, man. Like luckily you made it, but then entrepreneurs get it and understand. And, you know, you hear dollars and you don't, I mean, the people that are there to help you grow, don't think like, Oh yeah, you can afford a fancy car. Like we want to, talk about and learn from your mistakes and help you grow and think 
about much more than fancy cars. Like it's about financial freedom, financial independence. It's about being able to afford to take three months off when you've crashed and burned and your mental health is going to garbage. And it's just about having your um, passive income and just creating a completely different life. So if someone wants to come and just learn how to build their Google business page, like we have someone for that. If someone wants to um, talk about having a team within a brokerage versus owning and being your own broker, then we have like Matt Amuchastegui and Shelby Osborne. Matt owns a brokerage, Shelby has a team, and she even has a different team set up because she did it the traditional way and got burnt out. And so she is with a brokerage that lets her um, have a team, but in a different sense where she doesn't have all of the burden and can still provide to people and give. So everybody, I feel like this whole team that you've created for the mastermind is just going to be so dynamic and it's going to be like the best non-conference ever. Yeah, there's, it's, I've probably done a poor job at even being able to share how magical a mastermind can be when you get a whole bunch of people together that are all, you know, going because everybody wants the same thing. It's just different proportions, right? We all want to do, we all want to live up to our potential. We all want to succeed. We all want to create legacy. We, and, and we want to accomplish our goals. And some people's goals is I only want to work five hours a week. How do I do that? And some people's goals is I want to have the biggest team ever. And some people are like, I want to own brokerages across 15 different states. I got a lot of messages the last few days from people saying, is this good for, you know, new agents too? Will I learn, like, do I need to be at a certain level? And there is no minimum level because we will have agents that have done three deals. And we'll also have agents with teams that are doing hundreds of deals every year. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's a gal that I met in Haiti that reached out. She's coming out to the conference, you know, to, to join us. And it was fun getting to even just catch up with here with her, uh, and say, yeah, like, come on out, come join us. The, uh, we're going to have a great time. And we think you know, a lot of the guys you guys have heard on the podcast, a lot of the people that you've listened to are going and, um, and yeah, it's going to be, it, it, it's really just going to be a, a good time. And when we get to see like the speakers out there, like such a, a well-rounded group of individuals that everybody is coming just to give everybody's just like, Hey, I've got a story that worked for me. Here's my strategy. A lot like the podcast, you know, I, I, we've had some people sign up for the podcast. And then when I send them the messages saying, I'm going to ask you how many deals you did and what your average price was and what your gross commission is, people say, I am not going to come on the podcast because I'm not comfortable telling anyone how much money I made. Right. But the podcast is very open. And so it's that same sort of environment some of that for, you know, some of the first places where you get to speak openly and whether you've done one deal or a few hundred, um, the, uh, it's, it's all the same. It's all the same. And you get to be who you are. And that'll like, when you get to on, honestly look at who you are and measure it and come up with that goal, that's how you grow. Exactly. And that's why I never understood why, you know, well, it's looked down, you know, you don't, tell people how much you make and bragging about it is one thing, but also I feel like there's an appropriate space to brag. Like, I'm sorry, I sold 54 houses my first year and I was teaching for six months of that year. And that is like something to brag about. Like I never in my life thought I'd accomplish that, 
but also it's not something to brag about because it really was not the healthiest choice ever. It was awesome because I paid off like most of my $130,000 of student loan debt and it has been absolutely life-changing. But, you know, knowing like in those 54 houses, I made $200,000. So, you know, other people here like, wow, 54 houses in most other markets, especially in California, those people would have made millions of dollars. And, um, but because I was in a market with a really low price point, I mean, it's all relative. That was a lot of money to make. And I mean, aside from student loan debt, I really can't tell you what I did with it. But if I could go back, I would have invested, especially because everything, you know, crashed in March of 2020 and it's kind of crashing again <laughs> this week. We got an, but it's, it's, a, it's definitely an interesting news week right now to see what will, you know, having those extra, those extra backup plans uh, along the way for it is something else. Yeah, that's why I just am so excited for the mastermind. And it's going to be two days, May 18th and May 19th. It's going to be like the whole entire day, basically like right around 10 o'clock until five or six o'clock at night. The awesome thing about the venue that we chose is that we have like full rain over the whole entire place. Like if we uh, feel like we are just digging deep and need to go longer into the night we can if we are you know getting through it all and then we just want to party and have our cocktails and our dinner we can do that too the flexibility is going to be there to just have a very organic experience for everyone like literally every single person that signs up and then every single person that is coming to be on stage and tell their story like everyone should be leaving with actionable steps that will help change you know their trajectory like really fast it's not you know, you go to so many conferences and I feel like in the real estate space, we have a lot of overstimulation and we follow a bunch of real estate agents and podcasts and everything on social media. Um, there's so many books, so many like trendy things you want to subscribe to. But I feel like if you take away all of that noise and get a plan that is custom and personal for you, not like what Gary Vee says, not even what Hal Elrod says. Like you have to take all of this information and make it work for you. So I just love that it's going to be custom and personalized and it's going to be like the best investment I think anyone has ever made in their real estate career. Yeah. The, uh, you know, one of the things that we say, like some of the favorite parts about like being able to be who we are is in GoBundance, we say like, don't apologize for being awesome, right? Like <laughs> I know anybody that has done like their first big deal in real estate or if somebody like feels bad, like you feel bad about being able, you want to be able to tell people like, oh my gosh, I just paid off my student loan by doing these two deals or I just made more in this deal than I usually made in, in a month uh, or two for my regular job. Like you want to be able to celebrate that. And this is an environment where you get to. You, to, we say you don't you don't apologize for for being awesome and for the people that come out 
early or late, right? You stay an extra day on, uh, in the front or, or the back. The, um, there's other ways that, that um, other things we'll be able to do. So we'll be able to set up some other activities. If people want to go tour some of the, the new housing developments that, that I'm building as, as like build to rent, you guys want to see some of my developments, you know, some ideas of the ways that I've, I've invested in real estate. There could be some, you know, we could maybe go to some local real estate teams and kind of get to see different things that, that those guys are doing from some of my relationships here. So the main event is May 18th and 19th. Now, the biggest reason we wanted to bring this podcast on right now is we have an early bird special that expires, you know, it expires in like four days. So if you're listening to this two weeks from now, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> today, today was the crazy day of uh, Russia and Ukraine getting a little bit more um, you know, accelerated as you're trying to, to back into this. So if you buy, if you buy your ticket before May, before March, so buy your ticket before March, it's 497 bucks. It's 500 bucks off. Now, if you wait and you, and you wait till March 1st, you still want to sign up right away because I think the next shift is it goes up to 750 for a couple weeks and then it goes up to a thousand nine ninety seven um, for the whole mastermind. We want to make sure that people had enough time to book it. And, you know, I usually book stuff till the last minute. So we wanted to make sure the early bird was discounted enough that we knew we'd be able to fill the room with great people. So if you sign up before March 1st, it's, it's 497 bucks. The, we'll send you info on what hotels to stay at. There's a really expensive hotel, you know, right by the venue. There's some other options, um, that we can talk to, you know, depending on what you're looking for, we can help you find the right spot. But yeah, but if you're also coming, you know, you could, you could bring a spouse, you could stay an extra day, you could leave a day early. You know, we want those two days of jam packed masterminding. And it's not just going to be going home with ideas. This is all going to be about taking action, like figuring out what action you can take before you leave you will have taken some of the action. I promise with the format that we do, it's not just going to be, you know, these are the ideas. Like before break, there's going to be time inside there. If you're hiring somebody and it's about, you know, getting the, the plan, the, the ad written and put up, there's going to be time during the mastermind where when you leave, you're going to say, I've already accomplished this since I left. And then here's my plan over the next week. And then you'll probably even have a few, a few new friends that'll say, hey, I'm going to call you next week. And I'm going to see if you ended up hiring that person. And I'm going to see if you ended up doing that and vice versa. So the, for you guys that want to sign up, you go to hybendigital.com forward slash mastermind or message me on Instagram. I mean, we're putting it all over the place right now. So you guys can find out how to get there, but hybendigital.com forward slash mastermind. Go sign up today. Don't wait until March 1st. We've got a ticker on there and it's counting down. And when that ticker expires, it goes up 250 bucks. So the, um, I hope this podcast, you know, when Stephanie reached out and said, could she interview me? Right. And she had the most downloads last year. So it was fun to say like, yep, you, you have earned the right to get to ask me the questions. Most of them were softballs. I'm sure she was, you know, she was trying to make it, make it easy on me out there. But the, a lot of you guys don't know all of my story. I get to tell some of it. And then today I only got to tell part of it too. Like the, the, I'm hoping that when I get to meet you guys, I'll get to share more. There's so many of you that I've built friendships with just over social media that I can't wait to see you in person. And we get to, to build that out uh, even further. So I hope that you guys come join us. I hope today we still added value. I hope that you guys got some ideas and some inspiration about life and it didn't just feel like a commercial, but we are so passionate about seeing you guys. We wanted to make sure that you knew the value of masterminds because me attending my first mastermind changed my life. And I say all the time, if I would have been a part of a mastermind in 2010 when I was really crushing it the first time, I would be at such a different level right now. I had to make it all and lose it all first before I knew that I needed help and was having that.
But if I would have had a, a mastermind back when I first started being successful, I wouldn't have made all those mistakes that I made. And I'd be worth hundreds of millions of dollars right now. And I wouldn't even be doing any of this anymore. I would just be traveling the world <laughs> and golfing all the time and everything else. So don't wait. It's not too late to join. Like it's never too early to join. So whether you've done a deal or done a hundred, we want to see you start having people to learn from. And that is Stephanie last anything, anything I forgot. Well, I think we should just definitely remind people you have to sign up now because once we get to like mm, a certain number, we have to cut it off because we want it to be intimate. We want you to come to this event and, you know, the people that will be on stage, they'll be up there for a short amount of time, like maybe 20 to 30 minutes. And you'll know exactly who you want to go to with what questions. And you'll be like talking to everybody, but we can't have 500 people and have it be intimate. Like this is going to be like one-on-one -on -one small group coaching, the large group masterminding, like you have to get your ticket soon and you might as well get it for $4.97. Like I have never seen a mastermind or a conference or even any amount of time with anyone who's mega successful costs less than $4.97. So sign up and come hang out with us in Austin. Yeah. The, um, I, well, we, we, we couldn't put it any better than that. So the, I mean, a hundred thousand people listen to this podcast before our deadline for our early bird. And I would be so happy if we sell out our room before we end up raising the price at all. So prices go up like Tuesday, next week, March 1st, but they go buy your ticket now and real estate rock stars. Thanks for listening. Stephanie Heiser. Thank you for being the host today. Yeah, thank you. On behalf of all the Real Estate Rockstars listeners, I have to thank you, Aaron, for carrying on the legacy and giving this opportunity for all of us to just learn and grow from rock stars all over the world. So thank you so much. That's why we do it. Getting any of those success messages when someone says, I'm a fan, I listen to this, and now I bought this many houses. That's why we do it. That's why I'm still here hosting, and I love getting to talk to you guys. So Real Estate Rockstars, thanks again. All right, real estate rock stars, this is Aaron Muchastegui jumping in again to thank you for listening to the show. Hopefully you guys loved listening to that one and I wanna make sure that you know about all of the extra resources that we have and also we need your help. They say podcasts are free. You get to listen to podcasts for free. But what is the cost of that podcast? I would say if I could beg you to pay anything for that podcast, I would say the cost of the podcast is going and giving a review. So whether you download it on Google or Apple or YouTube or anywhere else, please go give us a review. Say what you liked, what you didn't like. It helps us get better guests. The more reviews, the higher we get in the rate rankings. Right now, we are the biggest podcast out there for real estate agents, and we want to keep that spot because we know there's lots of podcasts out there. So go give us a review. Also, be sure to go to hybendigital.com. If you liked any of the resources that those real estate agents talked about, We've got a huge video vault of those resources for free. Every punny that comes on the podcast that we interview, they give us something that helps them get their deals or helps them work with their clients. And we put that in the toolbox in our vault for you. So go to hybendigital.com and you can get it. If you're looking for real estate education, go to rebusuniversity.com. We have all sorts of courses in there to help agents succeed in real estate, how to get the listing, how to negotiate deals, you know, how to become an investor, all sorts of different stuff. 
rebusuniversity.com. And if you want to chat with me, go find me on Instagram. If you come find me on Instagram, you can send me messages. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. We try to put a bunch of content out there too. You can find me in two different places. It's at rerockstars.com for our Real Estate Rockstars page or at erinamuchastegui.com for my personal Instagram page where I can chat with you about all sorts of different things. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.